everyone, welcome to Beyond Sunday, week two of our What Does Love Require series. With me is Pastor Steve Ingold. Welcome. Hello, thank you. Another great sermon this weekend. Great job. Yeah, thanks. It was a fun one to prepare and challenging and and uh, took a lot of work from a lot of people giving input, but thought we... Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. I wasn't talking about I'm glad you. I could help. There was other people that you know. I've never input. I've never introduced anyone and been like, eh, that sermon wasn't that great this weekend." You should so, one of these times. One of these times, I probably just have should. Madsen in here and be like, "Hey, so not your best, not your best effort, <laughs> but um, that's okay." You know, we all strike out sometimes. <laughs> no, this was an awesome week, um, and um, it, I thought the content that you had was awesome and not easy to put together. In the sense of unpacking some of these concepts, are are difficult in terms of you want to communicate the right way and say things the right way so that there's clarity for people um, in terms of what we're learning and what we're not saying in this this thing. And I'd say one of the things that I appreciated you clarifying, because I think it's easy for people to possibly get tripped up on this point with this study, is you clarified our love for the Old Testament mm-hmm. um, because we absolutely believe that the Old Testament is the Word of God. These are amazing texts that were miraculously preserved for us to study, to know, to know the history. Um, And there's so much beauty in them. I I talked with uh, Pastor Steve last week about, you know, King David and some of his Psalms and how some of the Psalms he's writing as if he's in the New Covenant. Yeah. Like it's like he had this prophetic inspiration almost as to what was to come. Mm-hmm. And he's almost writing from a new covenant perspective, which is amazing because he was living in uh, the old covenant. And um, so there, there's just so much beauty that is there for us to study. And so, uh, so I appreciate you clarifying that for people in terms of our belief in the inspiration of the old Testament and, uh, and how awesome it is. Do you want anything you want to add to that? Well, yeah, I think some of the most profound or, so some of the most exciting or thrilling or aha moments that I've ever had when reading scripture have come when I've understood context of the New Testament in light of the Old Testament and what Jesus was saying or what Paul was wrestling through or what Peter was dealing with. And that's like the Old Testament is incredible when you when you understand what it's intended for because there's a lot of it that you can just get super bogged down in and mm-hmm. and a, a pastor tweeted once that uh, Bible year, Bible, one year Bible reading plans go to die when you get to Leviticus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if you understand what those are there for, then right. there's so much more to it than that. And I just, it's so, it's so fun. Like, it's really fun to understand, okay, this is where Jesus's audience would have gotten this understanding from. And when he said this, they would have thought about this. And it's just, it is a, we can't just look at it as, a small story, even though we have to understand who it's written to and what it's written for and that it was written at a specific time, but we have to look at it in light of the larger story that God's telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love it. It's well, great. it's helped me a lot because parts of studying the Old Testament can get very confusing in terms of how to apply it, how to not apply it without the clarity of what you said, who it was written for and why it was written. And so my my prayer is that through this study, the Old Testament will come even more alive to people like it will have yeah. even more meaning and less confusion for them because they'll know how to sort through um, some of the more difficult things in the Old Testament without just being like I don't know whatever or taking the opposite approach and being like 
this is really hard for me. I'm not sure I, I believe this anymore or what's going on here. So, or the other approach of digging your heels in so much on stuff that you're like, I don't know how I can justify this in light of right. some of the new Testament scripture that we read. And, and, uh, there, it, it, it frees you up to understand why it's there. And I love, I love how pastor Steve, I think he said this last week, at least he's been saying it this week in our, in some of the conversations I've had with him is this is going to help us have a more defensible faith. Not that it's, that's the goal that we just, we have to defend everything, but we can explain some of this stuff Mm -hmm. in an intelligent and uh, compassionate and empathetic and sympathetic way, Mm -hmm. which is so healthy. Yeah, it so is. Um, so one of the, the things that I really appreciated that you clarified and it, and is one of the kind of bigger points of this whole series that um, I learned a while ago, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning new things about what this means for me even today. And, and what you clarified is that the old covenant was a covenant between the nation of Israel and God. Yeah. Between those two parties. Yes. And it existed in a period of time between Mount Sinai and between when Jesus came to earth. Yes. And Jesus fulfilled that covenant, which means he brought that covenant, that part of our story to an end. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of ramifications to the truth and the reality of that, that Jesus worked really hard in his teaching. And then the Apostle Paul worked really hard to get us to understand, especially the Jews of that time, that... Mm -hmm we're not living within and under the old covenant anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't apply to us anymore in the sense of we're not in that covenant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the difficult part is I didn't get, because we're not there yet. We're, we'll get there in the series. I didn't get to unpack what the new covenant is and how, right. how some of that, how it all like works together and why Jesus even takes some of those old covenant laws further. And, and that's what we live under. But, but yeah, at, at it's, at it's very, uh, intention, the mosaic law, the 613 mitzvahs, the, the, um, the covenant that was given at Mount Sinai, that was for them, mm-hmm. not for us. Mm-hmm. That was for them in that space before Jesus, but we get Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there's a new covenant. Yeah, and he said that, at, in the like in a crazy way to his disciples, just like, oh, by yeah. the way, on Passover, which is insane. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. the The other interesting thing about that is, okay, we're, that covenant that's not our covenant. Um, it's also the reality of that covenant is God revealed Himself in a different way within that covenant, and in a more limited way. In Jesus, He He more fully revealed all of who He is. In the Old Covenant with Moses, he revealed portions of who he is, but a lot of who he was still remained hidden. And the other component to that, that covenant, which, which you, you clarified and we touched on last week and even more this week, was that it was a conditional covenant. And so it elicited different responses than the New Covenant elicits. And, um, and that was what God wanted, and it was his perfect plan. And it was appropriate for that time in terms of how he wanted people to behave and interact with him. But that came to an end in terms of those behaviors and interactions. Well, I think, too, it's it's like obviously God's way smarter and, and wise and powerful, all the things than we will ever be. I mean, if so, I don't understand some of what he did. Mm-hmm. If I could, he probably wouldn't be much of a God uh, because I know how 
limited my my knowledge is. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when you you didn't need to affirm that well, so well. I mean, sure. But when <laughs> when I look at Mosaic Law and or the even the Abrahamic Covenant, which I didn't have time to get into, or the covenant God had with Adam and Eve, God is so above time and above everything else that all of it is still pointing to Jesus. And mm-hmm. it's like they needed to, rec- maybe, maybe the reason he went the way he did with it is they needed to recognize how incapable they were of fulfilling the requirements of the law. Mm-hmm. Like they had to recognize that they were sinners in need of something else. Mm-hmm. And so that's the part where I look at it and go, oh my gosh, like the way that God weaves this story from creation to today mm-hmm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if, if we always recognize how present Jesus is even in Mosaic law. And that's the thing that's always a great reminder for us to think is Jesus was with God in the beginning. We read that in John and mm-hmm. even Genesis one. Um, so he's with God through all of this. And so there was a plan in place to redeem the people. And so, but maybe they had to recognize that they couldn't do it on their own. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things Jesus talks about most in the New Testament. And I'm probably getting into other weeks, but it's like, this is not about you. Mm-hmm. Die to yourself. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's the, the ramifications, the implications of everything is far reaching and it's helpful for us to try and wrap our minds around it. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, It's helpful for the way we study scripture. The other thing it's helpful for is, and one of the things you called out in your sermon is the struggle that the church has always had historically. And even today with reaching back into components of the old covenant that we don't live under, but yet we reach back into those mindsets and those habits and we try to live under them today mm-hmm. or the church has in the past. And you talked about the, uh, the Roman Catholic church and what was going on then and how they were very old covenant based, mm-hmm. you know, only the, the priest could study scripture and interact with God. Um, they had all the, it was very rules based yeah. of here's, here's what religion is as you follow these rules. That's all old, co- old covenant stuff. Right. And the reformation came along and had to undo, had to, reform from that had to step away mm-hmm. and say, no, we are in the new covenant. Right. This is what we believe. Right. We're not living in the, that's a, that's a lot of what they're saying is that. Well, they, at one point it's Christ alone. Like there's, a, you know, those yes. five, the five solas is, is incredible that they had the, they, they saw how dangerous and how much of a slippery slope it was that the, that the Roman Catholic church was going down. And they're like, no, 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 this is the foundations mm-hmm. of our faith. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where, the bummer for us is as the Protestant church, even still today, sometimes we fall back more into that other, that other mindset. And to be honest, it's, it's easier to do that. It's mm-hmm. easier to look at and go, here's the black and white law that we have to follow. Mm-hmm. And, and here's where, here's where this lands and this is where it ends up. And if you don't follow it, then you're in. And if you, or if you don't follow it, you're out. If you do follow it, you're in. Mm-hmm. And it, it removes the, uh, how vast and powerful and providential God is and gracious and forgiving and loving and, and what it means to have faith in a God that, that is bigger than us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And we're going to get into this to, to, yeah, I want to talk so much more about gosh, it. But to to live in the new weeks. of the new covenant 
is it's it's more simple because there's only two laws, but it's so much harder, and it requires dependence on the Holy Spirit, which we're going to teach on. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It's because so, it's just, 613 laws sounds super complicated, but it's actually more black and white. And I know like, I know oh, what to do. I know what to do. Just do those things. Do those. Don't do that. I know what I can kind of get away with because I can fudge around this thing, or I can you know push mm-hmm. the boundaries here a little bit. But the new covenant of Jesus is so much more demanding. Mm-hmm. And so it's like just so nuanced and difficult and challenging and beautiful and fantastic. And so I want I want to say this just because this has come up and and I and I I believe this passionately. The new covenant is better than the old covenant, hundred percent. And we could say that because everything we believe is based off of Jesus mm-hmm. and the new that He brought. Mm-hmm. And we could still appreciate the old covenant for what it was, how God used it and what it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. And so just because we say the new is better, isn't a slap in the face of the old. It's just, it's just calling out the reality of what Jesus was calling out. Jesus consistently, um, and part of his three years of ministry was transitioning from old to new. Well, I also don't think it should be that alarming because I mean, you read prophecy. It wasn't like they were talking about something that's going to just be like, eh, it'll be okay. Right. Like you read prophecy, like it's going to be better. Don't just, just wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it, I mean, it'd be weird to read prophecy where they're like, there's going to be a new thing and it's probably be more of the same. Yeah. It'll be just, not as, good. They it'll were be, it'll be just as good as the old. There was like a, there was like a call for reform back then where right. they're like, Hey, we need to be better. But also there's going to be this other covenant, this new covenant that comes that kind of wraps all this up and, mm-hmm. and it'll, you know, mm-hmm. like read Isaiah, read Jeremiah, read the minor prophets, read, you know, read, even read how Malachi ends. It's just, it points to something exciting and yeah. something thrilling and something better. Yep. Okay. So the church has a history. Us Christians have a history of, of struggling with reaching back into the old covenant. That's not for us mm-hmm. and trying to live under that mindset, under those rules. Mm-hmm. And we, we really mess things up and, and we, we kill momentum that the church might have. Um, and it leads to all sorts of, of things that are not healthy. They were healthy back when Israel was in the old covenant. They're not healthy now that Jesus died on the cross and fulfilled the old covenant. So I want to walk through just a few things. Yeah. Well, before we do that, let me just yeah. say this, because I think the fear comes from folks when we say something like that, that, oh, now we're just going to let people do whatever they want. And no. Read what Jesus says about the old covenant. He mm-hmm. goes, "You've heard it was written, but I say this is and the, and whatever he said after it was like, oh gosh, that there the oof, that's going to be tough." Yep. Well, those were his transitional statements from old to new. Right. He would say, "It used to be like this. You heard what it was said. You okay, you I'm excited. not going to knock over my. <laughs> I am excited, it, but now I say this. Right. Now it's going to be like right. this, and yeah. over and over again. I mean, the Beatitudes is one big transitional sermon." Yeah. Well, that's um, the sermon introducing the, the new. The whole sermon on the mount is just like, ugh. Like, yeah. Like those. That's a gut shot when you read when you read the sermon on the mount and you go, man, I am not. If it were still, if you do good enough, you're in. Right. And if you don't do good enough, you're out. If we read the sermon on the mount and measure ourselves with whether we're good enough, yeah. we wouldn't be in. No. Like, don't worry. Go ahead and do that for yeah. a while. Yeah. If your hand causes you to sin, chop it off. Like you've got both your hands, so mm-hmm. I think you're. You know, you're going against the new covenant right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. But like, but there, there's, there's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, so I, I think that's, it's helpful for us to say that before. So people right. don't go, oh, well, we're not going to care about truth anymore. Or, no, right. grace and truth are still what Jesus came to bring, but we need to understand to the level in which he brought those things. Correct. So. Correct. 
Anyway. Okay, so ways in which we reach back into the Old Covenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a few that come up, come to the top of my mind right away. And one of them is uh, we take marriage and dating advice from from uh, King Solomon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's more old, like the Old Testament as a whole. But we reach back into a and get marriage and dating advice from a guy who had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Like, mm-hmm. maybe not the best person to take insight from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, I, I mentioned a couple of these during the sermon, but we. We look at some parenting in, insights and stuff that the way that they handled it is we would be in jail if we handled the things the way they did right. now. Right. But even still, some of the inspiration of those things comes through, and it's like... It trickles in. Where's the grace? And in, in, mm-hmm. and even, uh, oh, there's a massive earthquake that hit in this other part of the world where they uh, where the Muslim faith is the most predominant faith. Well, that's God's judgment because they're not Christians. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's old covenant. It's very thinking. old covenant. Yeah. Uh, Jesus had some something to say about neighbor. I can't remember what it but uh-huh. But it was probably going <laughs> uh-huh. to go right at the face of that. So, um, and there, you know, there's so much more that we that we reach back into. One of the things that's super interesting is that Christians are the leading, and Madsen talked about this last weekend, Beyond Sunday, I think, are the, the people that are leading to... Uh, get the Ten Commandments put in jailhouses and and in cla- or courthouses and, court and, and stuff, yeah. classrooms. It's like those are like what? But what about the Beatitudes? What about the Sermon on the Mount? Like that's what we should be pushing for, right? Because it makes us process and think and love in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's even still like the Ten Commandments. Those are like a table of contents for the six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs, and and that stuff is just it's tough to work through and process mm-hmm. through. But what Jesus said is clear. Uh, but it's it's way more challenging. So, yeah. But if we have a limited amount of energy to present what we're about and what we believe in, let's use that energy to to be about Jesus. Yep. And if we're gonna be about putting commandments somewhere, let's put up the two commandments that Jesus gave us, and not reach back into the ten of Judaism mm-hmm. that still have value because they point out our sin, but. They don't have as much value as the commands that Jesus gave. Well, and it's the 10 with, like, bullet points underneath them for the other 613. Right. And But the, the two, and the interesting thing about Jesus is it's the two with, that aren't, like, he's not saying. He's, right. He's putting them on the same. These exactly. are the greatest, both mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, again. There's there's a, other ways we reach back. So. Hey, what, else, what else you got? What do you think? Yeah, so um, thanks for asking. I yeah. appreciate that. Hey, I'm, I'm going to switch. <laughs> gonna, let's switch seats. I'll start asking questions and you answer. So the, the old covenant was, a, was a, a conditional covenant where God said, if you obey me, then I will bless you. Or if you do not obey me, then I will punish you. That's how it started in Exodus 18, yeah. And so, and it carries through mm-hmm. um, the Old Testament scriptures in terms of reinforcing that's, that's the agreement, mm-hmm. right? And so... There are ramifications to that type of agreement. And again, it was perfect for that time. But if we try to live under that now, what that ends up doing is make us very focused on our behaviors, right? right? We're, we're focused on, okay, I got I to gotta behave this way or that way. And if I don't, I'm living out of fear that God's going to punish me or mm-hmm. God, or, um, or if I do really good, like God's all of a sudden I'm righteous enough for God to be really pleased with me. Those are all covenant mentalities that I think we at times all of us have moments where we, we lean into that for sure more than we should. 
Well, and especially even more so depending on the tradition, religious tradition you grew up in mm-hmm. or the faith system you grew up in. Because, you know, I talked to my friends who grew up in the in the Catholic faith mm-hmm. or in the Catholic denomination, and, and they'll go, man, so much of the the my works are tied to my my faith or my salvation that breaking free of that even is so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's other, it's not just the people that grew up as Catholics or, or, or whatever else, but like every single person struggles with this in mm-hmm. some way, shape or form, because it's human nature to go, if I'm good, good things will happen. If I'm bad, bad things will happen. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, and that's why we wrestle so much too with, this is completely off topic, but just pop in my head. We, that's why we wrestle so much too with when bad things happen to good people. Right. Or when good things happen to bad people, like it doesn't reconcile. Right. Because that's not how it should be. Right. And so, anyway. Yeah, for sure. We also, um, Old Covenant mindsets are rules-based, right? So they, they tend to, if we're not careful, lead us to think in a, and act in a legalistic way. Mm-hmm. Because, because it's not only where I stand, but now I can judge where you stand. Yeah. If I know the laws, then it's not just where I stand. I go, ooh, you're here's, not living up to here's it. Here's how you're supposed to live life. Which, to be fair, black you're not living out. up to it right now. Right. I'm just telling you. No, I'm for sure not. <laughs> I guarantee you I'm not. Um, but that, that for, for in a new, living under the new covenant, that that's not the focus is being rules-based. Right. Or, or focusing on behavior as our starting point. And right. so it can really get us in trouble and slow us down in our growth in Christ. But the other thing that we're talking about in this series is what those type of things do to people who aren't in our faith system or were in our faith system, but they ran into some of this stuff. And it turns people off from Jesus because they can't reconcile the new that Jesus brought, but then the the behavior based or the legalism that they see still in the church. And it, yeah. They can't put these words to it usually, but we well, see it from the people who we, I know we both know yeah. who walked away from their faith because of things that have happened within the church to them. And that, and that, I know that breaks your heart. And well, yeah. I mean, break, sure. I just, like, as you're talking, there's so many faces that are popping in my mind right now of people who, who walked away from church because someone treated them in a way that looks like old covenant an old covenant mindset and it's not because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like if it were like no one ever walked away from Jesus because he was Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe like the, the rich young ruler, it's like he called it, called him to something that the guy was like, gosh, yeah, I just can't get rid of my possessions. But the people that interacted with Jesus were, were just so, unless they were Pharisees, they were just so enamored with him. Mm -hmm. People that were lost. And it's like, why would, why would Christians be the reason why someone would ever go, I can't be a part of that faith system. Mm-hmm. It's just devastating. So, I don't know. That's what I appreciate so much about Cornerstone and who Cornerstone, and what Cornerstone's always been and how Pastor Steve has led is he's constantly, for 27 years, taught against legalism. And that's yes. why Cornerstone has been a church where, for the most part, I mean, we've messed up in ways for sure, but for the most part, where people go to heal mm-hmm. from bad religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard that since the day That's I got That's who we've here. been since the very yeah. beginning. I mean, this whole series is so consistent with what Cornerstone has been about since the very beginning of Cornerstone. Yeah. Um, and for sure, since I joined in 03 and just hearing stories from before that, it, it's all very consistent. Um, the, the other mindset that comes with the Old Covenant 
if you try to live under the old covenant is um, you become very like nation focused mm. in the sense of um, under the old covenant, there was a, a merging between the nation of Israel, the religion of Judaism and your ethnic identity as a Jew. And they were right? all, one they the all, same. they all Three merged into one yeah. under the old covenant. Right. And so there's, when we, when we reach into the old covenant and try to live under that, it, it gives us this impression that we have to, um, we are going to, to have an impact on the world by having a country that represents our religion effectively. And I don't want to get into politics, but so we should, we should probably leave it at a certain point. I have a lot I want to say about that. So, well, but it, it is, it is an old covenant mindset of religion and country are the same exact thing. And when you look at the New Testament, when you look at what Jesus did and, and then what the Apostle Paul took into all these different countries, it was never nation-based. It didn't matter what country he moved into, right? He was building the kingdom of God. He was building the church. And the country he was in didn't really matter at all. Now, he would apply things mm. different based on what culture he was in. Well, I think that's the difficult part. And I know you don't want to get too into this, but the difficult part about saying like America is a Christian nation or we are a Christian nation is like, do our values represent the new covenant of Jesus? Like the way that we act, the policies we form is, does that, is that what that looks like? And the way in which we try to implement those things as a country or that we want we want to see those things happen is so conflicting. It's like, it's it conflicts against the, the new covenant in so many different ways. And yeah, I don't. You're right. I, we shouldn't delve into this too much now. But man, it's, wow, there, we, there's there's like, just like what would Jesus say about about war? What would Jesus say about about capital punishment? What would Jesus say about abortion? What you know, like there's yeah, we can go into all of those things. Yeah, and we're not going to. And I'll ju- I'll just say that obviously, America has a lot of Christian roots, and um, there, that's a fact. And so that's not what we're saying at all. What but what we are saying is what is the intention of the gospel and the intention. Um, of the new that Jesus brought. It's about building this, the kingdom of God in this new and I also independent like of, of country. And, and of course we all want more, there to be more Christians in America yeah, and sure. America to have more faith and all that. So and that, to have Christian values and, and, and we can look and, sure. and defend that. But, but I, I also think like it's even looking at the kingdom of God, even I think we talked about this one. It's the Basileia Theu, the family estate of God. Like, like we're inviting people into family Mm-hmm. And it's not, we're not, we're not waging war right now. It's mm-hmm. like, come be a part of this thing that God created, that he sent his son for us. Mm-hmm. So. We're on this journey of, of learning and growing and wrestling. And for me, when, when you're, when we're learning and we're processing through things that we have to wrestle with, with God and, and take to the Lord and, the, and, pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's help. I mean, for me, that's confirmation that this is good. Mm. And, and I'm, and I, and I'm on, it's, it's the moments in my life where I feel like none of that's going on where I feel most stuck. Yeah. And, um, and so our prayer for all of you, as you discuss in your community group, and, um, as we're all on this journey together of, um, growing in Christ, that these discussions would be life giving for you. And, um, and that you just, you'd be in relationship as you talk about these things, Mm -hmm. because we have so much to learn from each other. So, um, thanks for jumping on and uh, we're going to keep going. We got four more weeks and there's so much great content for us to get to, (laughs) especially to start unpacking 
more about the new that Jesus brought. Yeah, it's I gonna can't be wait. Phenomenal. You got to be here for all four of the weeks. If you miss a week, make sure you watch online. But man, this is gonna be this is gonna be such a cool series. Awesome. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Love you. Boom. There we go.